Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. It's that time, and it's KWOD time. And it's, uh, I know, it's Monday. You're going like, why on earth am I on here now? Well, let's just say that uh, we have a special show today. And uh, we were helping to promote this, you know, cool, really cool movie that is being made. And uh, we wanted to give them some time to be able to, you know, bend your guy's ear and say, hey, you know, this is definitely a Kickstarter you guys should t- be taking a look at. Um, the, you know, the stakes are high. The the project is very cool. And we're going to get into it. But before we do that, obviously I have to take care of a little business. Our guest call number is 714-242-5145. Again, please make it relevant to the particular topic today, please. And we've got a special guest coming in and talking to us. So, uh, again, uh, call in only when you have something to talk about, specifically about the movie. And what do we have coming up? Well, we've got another show on Wednesday. Uh, I'm doing bad the backs lately. So, uh, Lynn Mulliken, she is a author of... Um, Cryptic Bones Publishing, she's got, obviously it's horror related. I met her out at the um, Fear Fest, the uh, Fear Con. So I uh, met her out there. She had some, you know, her books were sitting there. And I said, well, of course, obviously, I was going over there to talk to her. And, uh, and they're really good. So, you know, something that we always promote here is authors. And, that's our big thing here. Um, so that's Wednesday, this Wednesday, the 26th. I know, it's right before Thanksgiving. And speaking of Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And I wish you all the best and to get to your homes and families and and your your football games and have fun, okay? Uh, next uh, Sunday, again, we have the next space show with Alan Joe. It's going out really well. If you guys uh, missed last night's show, you really should listen to it. Um, a lot of great information, and uh, it was really, the topics were, were just really all over the map. So uh, it was really interesting. Um, on the 2nd, on Tuesday, we're doing another new show. Uh, and we'll be talking to the film festival people here in town, here in Phoenix, and talking about uh, what we can see out there at the film festival. So uh, that's on December 2nd. Again, it's a special show for them, uh, 5.30 p.m. As you guys probably know, KWAD and, and, and WAD newspaper is into promoting local talent. And with that in mind, Tom Levine will be on our show with us on December 3rd, 5.30 p.m. again. And that's next Wednesday. And, of course, he is the author of not, not only uh, paranormal stuff, but he is uh, a really top-notch uh, author of of um, zombie books. So we'll be talking to Tom about zombie books, and we'll be talking to him about all of his other paranormal uh, work that he has. And so with that, I'm going to go into, uh, I also want to mention real fast, holiday author event. Of course, the reason I'm, I'm mentioning it is because I will be there in person. Um, I have the books there. Uh, we'll have the radio show there. So come on over, and uh, that will be at the press room in Phoenix. And that's, that's like right downtown. So come on out, and you can meet up to 50 authors, uh, all showing their wares and and heaven help us. So <laughs> with that, we want to talk about our new project here, and our show is relevant right now. Uh, Diane is uh, working with the group for promoting, and 
she is doing all of the uh, advertising for them. Well, they advertising, but promotion for it. And, um, okay, good. So if Diane's listening, I know you're listening because you just said you were. I am going to cue you in right now, but before that, I'm going to say Dead Sea Show is about. Uh, we we have we have a Kickstarter project that we're that we're working on that they're working on, and it's really relevant because uh, you know vampires are so big, and this is like the very first vampire movie of all time that was silent movie, and they are they're visually. Uh, doing something new with this. And so we're going to be talking about that with Diane. Diane, you there? Yep, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going like pushing the button, pushing the button, not doing anything. So there you go. <laughs> here you are. <laughs> Hi. Hello, everybody listening out there on the interweb lands or wherever you are. If you're in your car or flying on a plane, I don't know. I don't know where you are. <laughs> I do know that I'm hearing myself echo on your end, Patty. That means you need to turn off the blog talks. Uh, you need to turn that off. If I, you have I that running. Through my phone, I can hear myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sometimes I, I do the same thing, and I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hmm. But, uh, Yeah. It could be because you have another blog talk on, and you're hearing the echo from you know to, from the slight delay that happens for the show. No, no, no. I'm like I'm, when I'm speaking into my phone through my speaker, I can hear it on your machine. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I get that sometimes when I'm talking to somebody else on the phone, and for no real apparent reason. <laughs> Well, technology, <laughs> right? Right. I know technology. You know, it's a wonderful thing when it works, mm-hmm. and when it doesn't work, it's just like you makes you scratch your head, going, "Okay, this isn't how it's supposed to be." <laughs> Do you perhaps have your speakers on, or something of that nature? No, I don't have any speakers on at all. I, I'm going directly to the headset. Okay. Yeah, and so it's definitely not a... Back for your headset. Back for your headset. Anyway, it shouldn't be. We're taking up a lot of time yeah. talking about this, and obviously, and that's not the best way to start this interview. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Well, we're just trying to figure out this whole technology thing sometimes, and it's just crazy. So, you know, well, uh, anyway, I have to say, uh, I, I, looked at, I looked at your Kickstarter, okay? Well, and I'd have to say, you I, guys... I do want to clarify something. I do want to clarify something just so everyone understands. It's not my Kickstarter, and I'm not officially a part of the Nostalgia Promotions team. This is something that I just took upon myself to help them out because they're genuinely good people. Um, I, I just don't want anyone to have a false idea that this is something that they hired me to be, asked me to do, um, that I'm working directly with them because I'm not. Um, but I, I just don't want anyone to have that sort of false okay. content, if you will, just to clarify. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect. And and thanks for, so much for clarifying that. It's, it's, it's really kind of uh, strange how, how this all worked because, you know, you came in with the emotional information so you know you're you're there you're here to help them, which is you know honestly, you know any project needs more people like you, you know who can take out fires, who can do, you can be the street team, you know, and and get the word out because really that can make or break any project. Doesn't matter what it is. I mean, it can. I mean, a lot of social media kickstarters like this, they rely more upon. Things like word of mouth, maybe panels, comic cons, things of that particular nature. Not Kickstarter doesn't really take to the streets a whole lot in the way that I have been doing it. I just saw that there was a need. Uh, again, I feel very passionately about the project. Um, I, I care very much about whether or not it happens, and obviously, I want it to happen. So. 
And I, I had a lot of free time here recently, not so much anymore, but I did have a lot of free time, and I thought, well, if I can use that time to benefit someone else who is very passionate about what they're doing to help it become reality, then that's what I'm going to do. So uh, I've been doing street promotions. I have had flyers be put up in local businesses. Um, you just put up the article today that I wrote for you for the WAD, and, of course, now we're doing this. And, uh, of course, everything else I've been doing on social media. So I've been doing everything that I can. Should there be other people that are doing it as well? I, I wish there were more people. And I'm sure there are other people helping out and doing similar things. They're just maybe not as vocal as me. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, it would help so. It would help so because, again, like you said, the more people that actually get out and actually do a little bit, I mean, honestly, you know, uh, if you do a little bit, then then it gets around faster, and it will be successful because of it. So uh, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big believer in in more people, the merrier, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, here I thought I it was being. Exactly, uh, sorry, we're kind of talking at the same time. I apologize. I was going to say our fine listeners. I'm not sure if they're even uh, entirely aware of, of what we are speaking about. <laughs> well, they usually look, they they look at what I've what I've got up for the night, which is an unusual night, though. So they're not used to listening to me on a Monday. So we're we're doing this because you guys are on borrowed time here. Um, you got eight days. Yeah, the project has eight. Let's just say the project has eight days to go. And right. yeah, you know, they've they've got their, they did get some more uh, backers and some more money uh, as since yesterday. So that's good. Well, yeah, it's good because you know, and I'm just going to say we just for the sake of it. Uh, we've been getting a little bit of money yeah. every single yeah. day. Um, yeah. So it, it it has been coming in and it's been steady. It's just we do have still a ways to go until the goal is met. Uh, the, the Kickstarter yeah. Yeah. can be found at thevampirelives.com. Okay, so if anyone wants to go and check it out right now or later. Um, you can see everything that's on there. It's There's a lot of really great information, pictures, videos, interviews, little uh, audio clips, things of that nature. Plus, of course, you can see all the different prizes uh, that donors can receive. Yeah. for donating to the project. We're just a hair over $34,000 right now. We're trying to get to $60,000 within about eight days. So... Is it still feasible? Yeah. It definitely is, but we do need a big final push in order to get over that hill. Or you can have three executive directors <laughs> <laughs> who can who or can put ten grand a piece. Yeah, and there you go. There you go. You never know. And uh, I've seen other you know projects that. Uh, were funded because again some people in Scottsdale and and uh, who had you know five grand or so sitting around. So <laughs> well, I, I, it's amazing it's me. No, no, it's not impossible. And see more thing, more get out. Got to get it out, you know. And that's the thing. So I said, you know, uh, if we're gonna do this, I mean, I don't do any. I, I try not to do any shows on the weekend unless they're at a convention. Uh, but Monday was the earliest I could get it in. So, and a good thing no, because you need a time to get it together. Right. And, I, you know, I, I am appreciative that you got us on here. And I know that um, Doug Jones, who is the star pretty much of, of the film, is very appreciative. I'm sure that uh, David Lee Fisher, who is the writer slash director slash editor, is very appreciative. I'm sure that everyone who is a part of the project is very grateful for you kind of lighting us in here at the last minute and for the article. Um, because, again, every little tiny bit helps. If, if your listeners can even help to spread the word even further, just you never know who you're going to touch, who becomes yes, really interested, absolutely. who might turn into an investor. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And seeing it happen, so there you go. Um, yeah. So tell us in the very, for the very start here, as yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's a very cool idea, and I want to want to say, okay, it's based on the very first silent movie. So let's start from there. 
Right. Tell us about the product yourself. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, um, so, so essentially, <laughs> not for uh, it was 1922 is when it premiered. It was shot in 1921, actually. Um, it was released in 1922. It was the world's first ever vampire film. It was a silent black and white movie. Um, was done by, and I, I may mispronounce it. If I do, I apologize. S.W. Murnau. Uh, it was a German expressionist film. And it starred Max Schreck as Max Rotu, a.k.a. Count Warlock. It was technically an adaption of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Fun fact about it is that it was an unauthorized adaption. And then when Stoker's widow saw the movie after its release, she actually pretty much ordained that all copies be burned. A single copy survived, which is the only reason that we have it today. Wow. Now, what we are doing, <laughs> and again, I'm using the word we as if I'm technically a part of it. The whole project. Yeah, the project. Uh, the, the project, what the project is doing, what, which Fisher and his team, I should say, are doing, is what we uh, what we call a visual remix. It's a terminology that he coined about a decade ago because technically this has been done once before, but I'll go into that later. What they do is that first they take the original black and white film, they take the print, and through uh, the ingenuity of modern technology, they scan the print, and they digitally capture the background, so the sets, the scenery, the props, etc. Then they take their new cast and film them entirely 100% on a green screen. Once that's done, they superimpose them over the original set. So if you see them interacting, it looks like they're back in time. So if they're running up and down some stairs, it looks like they're running up and down stairs that are now 100 years old. Same wow. as sitting in a chair. In, in general, just the entire scene. So it is an adaption of this. It's not meant to be a whole remake. Also, as such, they're going to follow the original storyline pretty closely. Now, is it going to be 100% exact? No, of course not. You know, the term remix is adding something new to the original. So there, it, that was a silent film, obviously. Now there's going to be dialogue. Uh, Fisher is pinning the script. I think he's still in the process of pinning the script, uh, to the best of my knowledge. I could be wrong on that. Um, the script, it may or may not have new scenes, or, but it, at the very least, the, the plot will be, you know, fleshed out. Because back then, you know, you only had those little cue cards with every, every, you know, couple minutes or so, a sentence or two telling you what's going on. And the rest, you just kind of sat back oh, yeah. and enjoyed. Now there's going to be a whole dialogue. And there's going and to be a film score as composed by uh, Evan Schlesser. Um, and I think he's actually already in the process of working on that as well. So it's going to be very similar, but at the same time, there's going to be a lot of new features. Again, hence why it was called a visual remix, because rather than a whole remix, it's more of a very elaborate way to say a homage to it, if you will. And you know, I did it. They did explain that in the Kickstarter on the Kickstarter page, everyone. And I just put that up. It's a clickable link, so you can go directly to the kicks to, to the actual Kickstarter. And scroll down. They've got a lot of good video and a lot of footage on what exactly uh, she's talking about, as far as overlaying uh, from a green green screen and uh, how that works. So it's very. I mean, again, the Kickstarter page is really thorough. Uh, Got a lot of really great information and video actually from from you know again from the shows, the film itself, as well as a direct message from Doug Jones and we'll talk about Doug Jones in a few minutes here. Uh, so uh, how did uh, David Lee Fisher? How did he get started in this particular project? Well, in this particular project, this particular I'm gonna project, I guess now's a good time to cap on the fact that. On how I said earlier, it's been done earlier, once before. 
um, I'll also preface by saying uh, Fisher, his background wasn't originally in film. He was very much into computers because uh, his father was uh, from NASA. And then he became ingrained in the video game industry. He actually worked on the original Sonic the Hedgehog games and the Doom games. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> right, and very popular. I grew up playing them. Uh huh. And he he has he's, he's run some companies and done quite a lot of stuff in the past, but not a, a huge background originally in film. However, about a decade ago, he came up with the idea to do a visual remix for another um, classic horror film called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Now, that one was from 1920, and back then, technology, while still pretty robust, wasn't quite as expansive as it is now. I'll just say that. Um, So, it was a couple of reasons why they did it the way they did it. A lot of it had to do with budget, because, you know, when you decide to do a film, obviously it costs a lot of money. You know, we're asking for $60,000 for an Osferatu, for a feature-length film, for the level of expertise that we have in the film, the, the, the kind of talent that they're going to be using, um, all the equipment that's going to be used. $60,000 really is nothing. When, it, when you look at blockbuster films nowadays that cost millions upon millions of dollars. Same exactly. thing happened with Cabinet Dr. Calgary, Calgary a decade ago. Instead of doing crowdfunding, they actually got investors for that one. But at the same time, it still, you know, it still costs money. So instead of rebuilding full sets and props and sceneries and then having to spend a lot of time with your principal photography and all that fun stuff, he, is, he developed this he developed idea for idea the remix of the remix just the overlaying the background. background. So that's kind of how that's it came around. It came I'm, sure if, I'm sure if Chris <laughs> David was on the phone right now, he could explain it in a far better way than I. I'm kind of regurgitating what he has said before in the past. But it's a very interesting way of how it came about of just, okay, we only have so much money. How can we still do what we want to do and make it work? And that's what they came up with. Um, it, as a result, it came out in 2005. It won a whole bunch of awards at the Screen Fest Film Festival. Uh, Doug Jones was also a part of that project. And a lot of people from Caligari are going to be attached to the Nosferatu project as well. Um, their chief cinematographer, Chris Betty, he's coming back. Uh, Evan Schlatter, who I said, is the composer. He composed for Caligari as well. Um, uh, they have a couple of other people um, that, whose names, unfortunately, escape me. But I, I know that he, that a lot of the same people are coming back for Nosferatu because it, they just enjoyed it so much and they work well together. So that's how it is. Very good. I, oh, I, I think I've forgotten your original question because I was I was touching on. Uh, how, <laughs> no, you you uh, you did you did. Yeah. Uh, what, well, what was I was asking. Uh, <laughs> regarding David Lee Fisher's and and how he uh, you know had gotten started on the project and you you answered it. So you go. Yeah. Um, but it was, he, he thought it was um, too uh, too big at the time. So instead he went with Caligari, and now that technology has advanced so much since then, making it so much easier to do what he wants to do, now they're pursuing it. Yeah, that, that does happen a lot in movies. I mean, uh, you know, I recall the same thing with Terminator. Uh, it was supposed to be the liquid Terminator to begin with, the liquid metal, but they, they couldn't do it. So they had obviously, you know, uh, downsized the idea and made it made the original Terminator. But then when they went back to do the second one, they went ahead and did, were able to do what originally was written and uh, and how he wanted he he saw that it should have been done in the first place. So yeah, that's. 
uh, just goes to show you that technology is advanced so much in different areas, and and when it works, right. it's awesome. Right. <laughs> and here's here's one example that I, that again I just regurgitating what I've heard before, where on Calabari, when you're on that green screen, there was so many mathematical equations being thrown uh, constantly of where to stand, where to walk, so that people weren't disappearing through floors or walking through walls or running into things that they shouldn't be running into because you couldn't exactly see it in real time where they were, then later they would have to superimpose it and then make sure that it was okay. Right. That's not going to be the case yeah. this time. Now they can actually see it in real time so that they don't have to do quite as many of those insane mathematical equations and they don't have to wait overnight for it to to buffer and load. So it makes it a lot easier. Most of the work is still going to be in post versus the principal photography, but uh, a lot of the guesswork is going to be taken out of it and it also is going to allow them more time to do more tricks with the camera. Um, um, and make it just, again, it more, just, again, I keep using the word robust because it's the best word I keep thinking off the top of my head. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, it is great to be passionate and know a lot about the thing that you're passionate about. So uh, you did an awesome job there. Uh, we were talking. You and I talked briefly about Doug Jones, and let's, yes. let's talk about him now, since since he's not here, and <laughs> and we can talk behind his back. Uh, <laughs> he did a great uh, job of, of of you know obviously he's got a message right here on Kickstarter for everyone. So you know for those who don't know, Doug, um, where have you been? <laughs> Uh, maybe you know the thing is that I think a lot of people just don't know all the breadth of of work that he's done. Um, so no. yeah, obviously that's no. true. And uh, I, even I, I was like, okay, I didn't realize his, uh, he was hocus pocus, and and you know my son's one of my son's favorite movies on <laughs> Disney. Um, he's, he's twenty now, but yeah, and then you know to go on. And be you know the Silver Surfer, and uh, you know again the pop culture community just just loves these kind of people um, because they're in they're movies that they know and have been and have have loved. So uh, he's and of course said the television shows with all these guys. I mean you know I saw the picture and knew immediately what the, you know what the movie or what the shows. That he worked on, you know, I knew it was from Falling Skies. So uh, it's really cool to see that he's in this particular piece, and that he is as passionate about it as as the rest of the, of everyone that's involved in here. Um, so it's good that you know he's involved. So tell us how that came to be, as far as getting him started there. Sure. Um, well, other than probably uh, David Lee Fisher. There's probably no one more passionate about the project than Doug, uh, for a couple reasons. One, he is playing the lead role, Count Warlock. Um, but two, yeah. this is actually, honest to God, Doug's dream role. That's what he says. Yeah, this is a role that he's wanted to play for forever. And I literally heard him say on countless interviews, when the you know they always ask him you know what role haven't you played you always want to on play and he's always said not draw to and now he has the chance to be able to do it so I think that's part of why I myself am inspired to help it because Doug is one of the most beautiful people on this earth and if if anyone deserves to accomplish one of their dreams. Uh, in my opinion, it's him. So if, if there's anything I can do to help make that happen, seems, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> he seems like a really genuine guy. You know, that he is. He's obviously very gifted at, at, at you know, uh, character acting with a lot of really heavy makeup on. <laughs> that takes, you know, a certain very, type of person. He has a very extensive background in uh, high, pro- high, high 
excuse me, um, prosthetics work, heavy and high makeup. It's not all that he's done. It just happens to be what most people recognize him for. People will know him as Billy Butcherson before they would know him as, um, you know, a, a character in say and say Race, which is a new movie that came out earlier this year. That he, it's an independent film that he is in. Um, but people would know uh, those particular no, films more no, than, say, no, his normal face. Like, even even in Buffy, uh, The Gentleman, uh, the, the, the episode Hush, Hush, he was one of those guys. And so a lot of the yeah, things that, that, that um, is very popular, especially in the pop culture world, yeah, they do love yeah, those roles. And he loves them right back. He loves the, loves the kind of characters, he loves the roles, and he loves the fans. Um, back to the question of how he became involved, uh, he originally became a part of the Caligari cast. Um, he played the character uh, Tavari. Uh, he had he auditioned for the role, and at the time he didn't know David, didn't know anyone from Caligari. It was just an open call audition. He went in, did his magic, and they pointed at him and pretty much went that guy. Um, and as such, ever since then, he and David have had a very close-knit friendship. So uh, when David hit Doug up again a while ago saying, hey, I want to do Snow's Rocky, of course Doug was on board like instantly. Um, <laughs> so I guess that's how that so came about. I mean, that, that wasn't one of those things where you had to twist his arm. Right. But, but Doug, Doug will do a lot of projects if he if he likes the project, if he likes the director, if it works with his schedule, et cetera. Um, he's very open to a lot of different kinds of things. Um, but he is a very, uh, very kind individual and, and extremely talented in what he can do. And a lot of his background is also in horror. He's done a lot oh, yeah. of creatures and monsters. So to do something that's so, you know, terrifying and menacing and dark and gritty as Nosferatu, I just know that he's going to bring such a great presence to the character and how he's going to portray him. You know, he's not even trying to make it, as he said in an interview the other day, he's not trying to make it, oh, you know, this is Doug Jones, this vampire. But at the same time, it is, of course, going to have his stamp on it. He's going to play an illusion to Max Shrek, as the whole film is going to be. But at the same time, it's going to have his signature. Well, I would have to say, based on seeing the the, uh, Max Shrek's version and uh, the new version, I had to say this, (laughs) the new version is a lot more scary. the Max Shrek version, I mean, you know, the first time we've actually have seen vampires on the film, and I'd have to say that, you know, uh, above any other version, because I'm a big monster person when I was younger, Love, werewolves are my favorite, but, uh, you know, might as well make them to be more real on what they should be, which was, we're, we're not getting bloodsuckers. So... Uh, I would say that, that this particular version, even that brand the very first version of, of Vampire, actually got it right to begin with. And yeah. I'm glad to see that this is just following in the same footsteps of, of realism. Exactly. Instead of these, you know, exactly. you know I'm not going to say anything about any of the particular vampires now, but, uh, you know, they made it a little more uh, foo-foo. So... <laughs> No, yeah. uh, no frosty is not going to sparkle. That's right. Not going to sparkle. I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> I have no qualms of saying that. <laughs> uh, I guess you get trouble once in a while. People who love the the show uh, or love the movie and and the books, you know. I'm sorry, but does it's not how vampires are. You know, it's not really what they were meant to be, and and falling too far from the tree, I think, is is really not doing the service of, the, of that particular monster. It's vampires are monsters. They were designed as monsters. I think that's a debate for another day. I mean, I'm not fond of it either. People <laughs> enjoy them, um, but I w- I would like to mention that the makeup for Orlock is yeah, done yeah. by a master of uh, master. 
Excuse me, I'm <laughs> I'm getting a little tongue tied here. Uh, special effects master wizard Mike Elizalde of Spectral Motion, who's worked with Doug for over 12 years now. He did Doug's makeup for a sequence from the Hellboy movies, and he also did Doug's makeup as the Silver Surfer in Rise of the Silver Surfer. Wow. And he's wow. the one who's created this new look. Mm-hmm. And it is really well done. So, you know, everyone, you want to see this, uh, you can see, you know, a lot of pictures right on uh, the, again, the Kickstarter page or the article uh, on the WAD. So, uh, definitely take a look at that because it's, again, very well done. Um, they, they, even the, the hands, everything, you know, very well done. So, uh <laughs> and is that the final makeup? It, final might makeup? it might not be. Um, uh, I may not be a hundred percent on this, but I think that that make that look of that makeup was actually created some years ago. Um, before this whole project really was becoming a full visualization. So the makeup may be tweaked. Um, but not sure. It looks great too far from it, from what you're seeing there on the Kickstarter. Yeah. Which again, the Kickstarter, by the way, guys, thevampirelive.com. In case anyone has come in to listen to this interview a little bit later, uh, and again, on the article that I that I wrote, you can see a couple of pictures there. But you can see a lot of pictures. They just actually added a new one to Nick with his hood up, which looks so so creepy, delightfully creepy. <laughs> Uh, everyone said who's coming in with this under the chat information, it's clickable uh, Kickstarter page. It goes directly to the page. So uh, okay. definitely take a look. And, and yeah, as this was good about how getting into the chat down down below, being able to click on that. So yeah, I'm not looking at the chat, so I didn't know if you were if you were posting stuff there or not. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I do that all the time. Doug, actually, I, I did try and get him for the interview today, but as you mentioned earlier, he's on Fallen Sky. He's actually up in Vancouver yeah. right now working his uh, his butt off as coaches. So he, he, send his, he sends his well wishes, but unfortunately he could not join us, and that's okay because we're, we're talking about things. But, yeah, he is going to bring such a great presence to this character to the overall film. The, the rest of the cast hasn't been cast yet. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who else they fill out for the other characters. But at this particular time, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you've got the main one, and and you know that's uh, that's the important that's the important one. <laughs> that's uh, again, he's keeping a lot of things. He's been a lot of things. So it's it's really I think is a a real good match. Um, again, and it's something he wanted to do anyway. So there you go. So it's something he wanted, and being on cutting edge of this filmmaking type of technology is 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 just awesome. I'm interested to see the final project. Oh yes, I'm excited to see it too. It's just again, it it all really hinges on can we get funded? <laughs> can we make our goal? I really hope so. I mean, if if any of you fine listeners. Are even considering donating? I mean, it, it just it really means a lot to me, to them, and you get really cool stuff. I mean, they're offering so many different sizes. Uh, I, I say I shouldn't say prizes, but thank you. The pledges. Uh, we can talk about those. Obviously, you know, you don't really get too much until you get down. Uh, even ten dollars a digital copy of the shooting script. So yeah, it's interesting. Pledge of fifteen, digital download of the copy of the shooting script, production art portfolio, and private behind the scenes footage. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's great. That's not much to you know forgetting that. Um, pledge twenty five dollars, you get the DVD this edition. That's a good buy. If you're going to buy it anyway, why not? Why not go ahead and and bath them now? Because that helps actually make the project happen. Um, and that's what Kickstarter's for. Uh, 
they have a, a 64 backer so far with the $25 for the Dark World Car Arlock, a digital download of, of the Ashen film, and including exclusive bonus features and interviews. Again, you guys are going to do this anyway. My goodness sakes, just put the money, put your money now. Get yourself an early, early, you know, early uh, holiday present. For people who aren't terribly familiar with the, with how Kickstarter works, if you've never donated before, it's very, very simple. Your card will not be charged until two things happen. One, until December 3rd, which is when it ends, and two, only if it meets the total of 60000 so exactly. if you put you can pledge right now, let's say let's say you don't get paid until Friday. Yeah, and you want to put down a pledge for let's say uh fifty dollars. You can technically pledge right now. Your card won't be charged. That's a really good thing to to bring up because a lot of people who say, Well, I don't have the money on me now. You know, you don't have to have the money on you now. And um, I happen to know that the the Kickstarter doesn't actually it takes like another seven days to even uh, they pull everything together and, and make sure that uh, you know things are are set, and then they and then they charge, and they warn you when they're going to do it. So just uh, again, that's you have know, fifty dollar pledge. I mean, you got like a couple of items here you could get. So uh, again, this speaks of you know if if you're want to hand this off and 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 get yourself something, uh, get your fifty dollar thing, and then buy twenty five one for the family. <laughs> And get them, you know, get them their Blu-ray for thirty, and get a Blu-ray disc edition of this film for thirty dollars. I mean, you get a Seth Jones autograph. I mean, how cool is that, you guys? Yeah, exactly. So you know, just definitely. And uh, for forty-five, you get the Blu-ray disc and a T-shirt. So you know, these aren't outrageous things that you know. You guys are getting really good deals for the particular uh, items that you're getting. So uh, you can get out there and pledge and and really make this project because uh, you know I I know some other film friends who say this is the project that's really uh, they deserve to be funded and this is what uh, opinion of uh, some of the people who love film so uh, definitely get out there and 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 pledge it and again it's not going to hit right away right but they have eight, they have eight days. It's not even just about like, oh, hey, you know, get, you know, you're giving money to a project and every time you get some really awesome thing. But it's also that you are helping to make this come alive. You're helping to create a bunch of people's dreams. You're having a hand in the filmmaking process. You know, I know there's a lot of you can even be put into the credits of the film. Yeah. Higher levels, yeah. yes, you can be an executive producer. You're going to have to have a little bit of money. Um, but you know, $300. Yeah, $300 is quite a bit of money. But if you're a film buff and if you really are interested in the project, $300 gets you to the premiere of the show. You can hang out with the cast and crew. You get to see it right when it releases. I mean, there's a lot of different things that it's a go to the movie premiere, people. You know, that's just. Go on the red carpet, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can feel like, well, hey, I was actually part of this. Exactly. You know, and yeah. So that's. There you go. <laughs> She's a fun lady. <laughs> exactly. Um, so and and they got they got one backer right now. They got one backer of that of that particular three hundred dollars pledge. Uh, they have four backers of three hundred fifty. So they and then the VIP the red carpet VIP experience would be wow. If it's five hundred dollars, so really not for too much more. And they got five backers already. Um, so that those are faces are going fast because uh, you can only go so far with it. Um, they can only have so many VIP seats. Some of them are limited. Most of their different things that they're offering are unlimited, but a couple of them 
do have some limits on them. Um, I mean, I wish I had unlimited money for Karatid. I personally wish I could do the $2,000 deal, because that would be pretty sweet. So if, you, if you're interested in film and you want to actually go to the set, see what they're doing, uh-huh. see the green screen, see the technology that, that Fisher is going to do. He'll actually he'll show you. They'll uh-huh. walk you around. You can spend the day on set for that $2,000 one. I know that's a lot of money to, to certain people, but to other people, that's not a lot of money. Right, right. I, I'm amazed sometimes at what people actually spend money on. And, you know, the thing is that if you if you love the original horror movies, uh, then this is this is definitely something for you guys to be involved in. Uh, right. And there's just no doubt whatsoever there. You know, it's whether you're um, a, a film buff in general or you like the horror genre or you like mm-hmm. Oreos film, you know, on the silver screen, or if you're a fan of Mr. Jones's, or if you just like things that are really cool and unique, it literally hits up all those different categories. And that's part of why it really does need to be made. Because here's, here's one other thing that's really, really cool about these films. It's not just Mosasu, it's also Caligari. And this applies to me and so many other people. Is that uh, one of the things you can say is, well, you know, why is there a need for a remake? Well, and again, it's not even really a remake. It's, again, an elaborate homage, an adaption, where you bring something like this back into the light, where a lot of people who aren't film buffs, who may be people who are younger, younger generation, who aren't aware of the film, they might see this film and then be inspired to watch the original. That's part of what they want. It's for these new films to make people want to go back and revisit the classics. Honestly, and and I say this truthfully, I had not seen the original Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I had only seen Fisher's version from 2005. After I watched mm-hmm. Fisher's version, I was very interested, and that's when I went and I saw the original. I would not have probably not ever have seen probably the original if not for that. Yeah, again. And again, a lot of younger people, you know, they they see black and white and silent movie and they get turned off. And you're thinking, those are the best movies. <laughs> those are the best films are the ones that are in black and white. Yeah, they really are because you have to do so much of the visualization of what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. You you lend your own imagination to you know what's being said, and at the same time you're being taken on these gorgeous stories. And you have to think about yeah. all the different tricks and techniques that they used back then to make the film. It was really very impressive for what they did at the time. And people, a lot of people of today sadly don't appreciate that. A lot of it is thanks to how our attention spans are shorter and shorter and we're always in our phones. That's another, that's another thing. Yeah. If, if these films that uh, Fisher is trying to make, especially Nosferatu, can help encourage more people to revisit the classics, then I say that's yet another reason why this should come to light. I definitely agree. So when are we, and I know it says here, January will be when they deliver this. Does that mean that the, I can't believe that the film would be done by then? It's, it's, is you're saying that some of the cast is not even done yet? It, it's tentative uh, January because the... the um, the current schedule for things, again, should we should we hit gold, is that in March, either March or April, most likely March, is when filming will actually take place. Then uh, the filming itself shouldn't take very long. Caligari, honest to God, was filmed in, I can't remember if it was eight or nine days. Either way, very fast. And part of the beauty of that is, again, the green screen, because you don't have to worry about setting up the scenes and the props and the lighting and stuff. Most of that is done in post. So while, again, the principal shooting doesn't take terribly long, and I think Fisher was saying that he's he's estimating two to three weeks for Nosferatu in terms of the actual filming, 
post he was estimating would take anywhere from 10 months to a year. So it probably won't really be January. I mean, January, again, estimated it would probably be sometime in the spring, I am guessing, of 2016. Yeah, yeah. They're saying January, January 2016, which is... It is kind of cutting it close. I mean, I know how much editing and things like that, when the picture comes to the sound, uh, I was sometimes going back and doing some sound uh, because something that wasn't quite right. So, yeah, well, yeah, we're hoping that definitely, at the end, and I'm sure they probably put it down at the bottom that you don't always know exactly when something's going to get done. So, no, you don't. And I mean, things always come up and things always happen, but it's one of those things where it's better to wait. <laughs> oh, sure. Because it come out just right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you only get one chance at this. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't, can't redo a movie and, 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 and say, oh, oops, let's do it again. <laughs> right. But, I mean, his yeah. team, they, they are in pre-production right now. Mm-hmm. They are already they are working on designing things. things. And, like I said, part of the scores already started to be composed. The costumes are already starting to be designed. Um, they're trying to figure out lighting uh, and angles and whatnot. Because I know I've seen some of the, the pre-production art that they've got, which you can see, too. Anyone can see it if you go to, again, to the Kickstarter at thevampirelist.com. You can see some of the pre-production works that they've already got going on right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, even the, uh, uh, you know, face work itself is pre-done. So that way you guys can, you know, can see kind of, you know, what it's going to look like. So that's good. That's very cool. Yeah. No, oh, and some of the people behind it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, again, you guys, you know, the project itself did a really good job of bringing a lot of information to the Kickstarter page, which is going to make it all that much easier for people to, you know, put down some money on it. Let, let's hope. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what yeah, we hope. Anything, I mean, I know that everyone has a budget, and it is right before the holidays. Let's admit it. Right right but at the same time, I, I can't stress enough how good these people are. Um, again, Dougie, one of the, the sweetest, most genuine, kindest people ever. I've met uh, David Lee Fisher. He was so nice to me and to my friend when we saw him at Kamikaze. Uh, I met Evan Schletter. I mean, just everyone who I have talked to who's associated with the project, they're not these high-fluting Hollywood types. These are just people like you and me who love old movies, who have this vision, and they want it to become a reality. And I want it to become a reality. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, You know, this very... uh, Again, the article that you wrote is on is already up on Uh For those who are again on the show, scroll down and the information for Kickstarter as well as a clickable link to the actual feature article uh, is to that got up today. <laughs> so it's, everything is really fresh. Okay, so uh, yeah. definitely click on there and and take a read. So. I think that's anything you want to add. Any way for us to get any any form of information? I mean, you, it was so thorough on on Kickstarter. I you know I hate to see what I, I can't see anything that you guys missed at all. I mean, it crawled all the way the down, saw the risk and everything. The Kickstarter really is um, the the central hub for everything, but there is a Facebook page for those of you listening who do the social medias. Um, you can, it, it's Nosferatu, um, you, it's Nosferatu Nick, or, or you just, you just type in Nosferatu and you'll find it. Um, there's also, um, also, it's on, it's also at the bottom of the actual article on the wild.net. So those are clickable links to all three, the Kickstarter, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. Uh, you can, you can follow those. 
and then you can get immediate updates. If you actually do back it on the Kickstarter, um, every once in a while they'll make an update, and that update will be emailed to you, and you can find out some little back-end information that way. Um, if you like Doug Jones and you're not already following him, he has just about everything under the sun in terms of social media, um, and he's also talking about it pretty frequently. Um, yeah, I would say that's another good way to just get information. If anyone wants to watch and listen to um, another interview, it's a YouTube video. It's done by Dan's D-A-N-Z News. Um, that individual, Daniel, he had both Doug and David do uh, a half-hour live Skype interview. And that's actually a pretty fun interview to listen to. So if you have any additional questions um, that I was, and I don't mean you personally, Patty, I mean the people listening, if, they, if there was something else they were wanting to know about that they did not get answered on the Kickstarter, that video is actually pretty informative as well. Very good. Yeah. Good. We have a lot of great information. And, uh, again, people, you know, get out there and, and uh, get it early gift. And something that's going to keep on giving because uh, they got a full year of production here. You know, this is not just a one-time thing. You guys are going to find out about this, this particular film uh, for the next year. And so it's something that's going to keep, it's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> there really is. You know, you sign up for the social media, you sign up and you donate, you get some of that behind-the-scenes footage, get some special videos while things are going down. I mean, how fun is that? Yeah, exactly. Being a part of it, all the way up in if, if you spend enough, uh, you know, you, you can actually do the red carpet. So it's very cool. Very cool. It's it's very cool. It's very open, and again, part of what they want is to make it so that anyone can be a part of the actual process. Yeah, and and that's one thing that's a benefit of Kickstarter is is, is all of us, common man and women, uh, being part of you know any one project that we find interesting. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely a good way to be able to make that happen. Anything else that we miss? So, I don't. I, I don't um, know if we have to think anything. So. <laughs> I really don't think so. Like I said, I'm appreciative of of everyone who helps out. I I know that that Doug and David and everyone else with the actual team. I know that again, they're appreciative as well. It means a lot to these people. And uh, again, thank you, Patty, for having me on today, and also for publishing that article. No problem at all. No problem at all. Again, I, I'm all for passionate uh, you know, creators. So uh, that's what it's all about. It's helping each other out. Yep. So with, it, so, with that, so with that, thanks so much for coming on with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank Patty, you. and thank, thank you, you to the Lord. <laughs> and believe it or not, you, you made it to almost a, a full hour. Woo! Do I get a gold star? <laughs> uh, when I see you next, I'll give you a sucker, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll take that. Okay. So this is a gift that also keeps on giving because it goes into archive mode in about an hour. And uh, that's usually how people actually listen to it because they don't always have time to listen to it exactly at 530. So most of my, my listeners are after the fact. So this is a gift that keeps on giving and that it stays up for as long as I happen to be on KWAD. And that has been for a couple of years now. So there you go. It keeps on going. And uh, we're looking forward to it. And, of course, there's something that they'll be able to uh, listen to and go into the article and actually uh, read for the next year through this whole process. Yeah. So I, uh, with one that. One more thing I did want to say. Just one more thing. Um, okay. It, uh, any, anyone listening... Whether or not you donate, tell 
your friends, try to oh, yeah. put it on your social media. Just talk about it around the water cooler because, yet again, you never know who's going to see it or hear about it that you might know. who wasn't aware of it previously. You might get really interested. That's the only other thing is it helps spread the word, you guys, and it helps us a lot. Oh, definitely. Again, word of mouth from other people. Uh, that's the best kind of advertising. <laughs> so get out there and do it, everyone. And uh, I will be keeping an eye on this particular project. And uh, during the other shows, I'll let you know, guys know how it's going, okay? So with that, I'm going to say good night. And thanks so much for coming on, Diane. And I will be talking to you soon. Yeah, good night, Patty, and thanks again so much. Take thanks care. So much. And thanks, everyone, okay. for listening. everyone, for listening. That was Diane, and we're so thankful to have uh, passionate people who really love their projects. And that's what we're all about here at K-Rod Radio. And with that, I'm going to say good night, because you know I'm going to go have dinner. I don't know about you. So you guys have a great one. Until Wednesday, that would be this Wednesday, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure because we have different different ways for doing things. Uh, our next show again is this Wednesday at 5:30, same bat channel, same bat time, and I'll see you then. <laughs>